back. This is the Multipod, and my name is Ted. I'm one of your co-hosts today. With me is Vanessa. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks. I am nice to see you happy again. to be here as always. Yeah. We are joined by the fabulous Chi-Chi, who is joining us live from somewhere near Washington? Yes, Laurel, Maryland. Yeah. Hi, everyone! <laughs> It's great to have you here. We uh, I met you at the Offers and Needs Market, which mm -hmm. was in January, just a few weeks ago. I always encourage people to come to the Offers and Needs, which we do three or four times or so a year in the Puttyverse. Great way to uh, find uh, people that can help you out and people you can help, but also to make great connections. So as I was chatting with uh, Chi Chi at the time and realized we didn't really get in too much to your story because I was basically like, hang on a second, wait, let's save this for the multipod. <laughs> so here we yep. are. So I would love to, where should we begin really? Like what, if you introduce yourself, what would you say to someone who you are, what you do, that kind of thing? Um, sure. Well, I would say, hi, I'm Chi Chi and I'm a spiritual being having a human experience and I'm a opera singer, opera classical singer and YouTuber. And I am focusing on making opera slash classical covers of popular or hit songs. Hmm. So that is what I'm doing. Find my channel at Chichi Enu on YouTube. That's C-H-C-H-C-H-I-C-H-I-E-N-U. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm also promoting my channel a lot. Sure. <laughs> um, but I hope you actually like the songs you know whoever is listening i hope you know and let me know please leave a comment subscribe yeah. um i would love to say hi very friendly i respond mm -hmm. so that is what i'm doing now who i am i am also multipod which means i also i'm a licensed attorney hmm. who actually never wanted to be an attorney as a kid i was like i'll never be a lawyer but <laughs> uh, like i knew but i don't know like like family i was you know it was suggested to me and I was like, ah, oh. you know, I was like not doing so great in organic chemistry because I thought, okay, even though I want to be a singer, but I have to do something practical. So yeah. I'll like be a, do a doctor like my dad, you mm. know, but I, you know, and it was okay. I was like, until organic chemistry, woo, child, <laughs> woo, woo, <laughs> the worst grades I've ever gotten in my life. Like you go to, I went to the exam and it was like, for anybody that knows anything about organic chemistry, there's these like models we would use of the, of the, of the whatever. And I would have this model kit and it would like, you know, people would look at their model and make the model and then like write it down. And I'd just be like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what'd you say, Vanessa? Does not compute. Does not. You know, and, and I was used to getting really good grades for the most part. And so it was like, that D and D minus was like, whoa, you know? So I got into a good law school and I was like, I guess I'm supposed to go. I got into Georgetown. I was like, okay, I guess oh, yeah. I'll go to Georgetown. Exactly. I was like, maybe it's meant to be. No, no. I mean, I did fine because I can do school, but mm -hmm. when you go to law school, they want you to be a lawyer. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so, it's yeah. very intense. Yes, a lot of intense people. Everybody was yeah. so intense and they were always arguing. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I love to do that. I know. That's why my, my brother was like, you love to argue. I was like, not really. I like to just talk a lot. That's different, you know, so. I was going to go to law school in the past, and this is not a podcast about me, but yeah, I was going to do it in the past, and I ended up not, and there were some 
signs, I think, from the universe that I shouldn't go, and I didn't. Good for but you. Good anyway, for you. Yeah. And for you. Yes. I would say to anyone listening, if you're considering law school, please, please, please know why. Know your plan, you know? Um, I didn't really have a plan. Unless it's being completely paid for or you're independently wealthy and you can just do that well, and get yeah, a degree. You can't walk, you can't work while you're doing it. Like Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, so, it's super intense, like yeah. full-time plus, like it's not yeah. just full-time. It's like, wow. Exactly. So. <laughs> anyway. so, yeah. Did you ever work in it then? Did you practice law or something similar? I did. I, I did practice law. So mm -hmm. I did a lot of, um, document review, which hmm. technically you need to be a lawyer for. It's like temporary, like attorney work. So I just went from project to project. So you do need to be attorney for it. But like <laughs> a friend of mine who was also doing document review, like she called it the McDonald's of the law degree. And, and this is not to offend anybody. I really, and McDonald's, you know, if you work in McDonald's, that is, you know, but it was just like, it's kind of like, yeah, it's not. If somebody who wants to really practice law, it's not. But you know, it paid the bills. It paid the bills. Mm. I'm grateful for it. Mm -hmm. And then at age 30, because I went straight from college. So I was born in Nigeria. I mm -hmm. lived there until I was 15 years old. I moved to the United States in 1994 at 15. I had visited, but I moved here permanently. And then I went to boarding school in New Hampshire, which I loved. Mm -hmm. um, it was a Love definitely, yes, it was a huge weather change. Yes, huh. snow drifts. I'd never, you know, snow, <laughs> ooh, snow. Um, That's not far from where I am here in Quebec. Where were you in New Hampshire? Uh, um, Exeter, um, okay. New Hampshire. It was lovely. I loved you know, the school. I went to Phillips Exeter and I loved the school and the people. It was just great. I've heard um, of that school. Yeah, yeah, I really loved it. Um, so yeah, anyway, and then I went to college and then I went to law school. It was like straight, straight through. And it was like, mm. yeah, I really needed some time to just be and also be in the American world. You know, I was in mm. boarding school and college, you know, so it, was, it, it wasn't real. I was in this bubble. So right. yeah, yeah. So at Oh my gosh, that could be a podcast episode in and of itself. I know the bubble, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's real, like being an immigrant and like, you know, not like I turned 45 this year and I, you know, so I'm a Gen Xer, you know, um, maybe I could claim elder, elder millennial, but I'm good. Like I'm <laughs> Gen Xer. I'm happy to be older. I love it. But the internet was come was there, you know, yeah. chat, you know, the internet yeah. was there, you know, but cell phones wasn't really a thing. We were just happy to have at Exeter, we got like dorm room phones. It was like a huge thing, you know, <laughs> but it was not like what it is here. So I just didn't really know much, you know? Um, so I did that and then went to law school, did all that, you know, took the bar past and really proud of myself for that. Cause I was like, I'm taking this one time. <laughs> so yeah. I got one. So anyway, and then I um, did, you know, document review, but eventually I wanted to be an opera singer. You know, that's what I had wanted to do. So I went, redirected to go back to get a second bachelor's degree in vocal performance, you know, at 30. So nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, yeah. that's really cool. I mean, I love the the classic multi potential like pivot. Classic. <laughs> yeah, the pivot, you know. And people are like, wait, what? What? Yeah, I was like, no. I love it. I yeah. That's, awesome. that's definitely the the pivot. Um so I pivoted and you know, and then I, you know, I just got day jobs and I was like, I'm not interested in working as a lawyer, but it also mm. meant I got a lot of jobs where I was underpaid, you know, mm. under earnings. So that, that's, that's a part of my story. So, um, mm. but I was, you know, trying to pursue the opera career thing and 
but the thing about being a multipod, like even as an opera singer, I'm not the typical opera singer either. <laughs> like yeah. either, like if you ever do go to my YouTube channel or follow me on social media, you'll see like I have really short hair, natural hair. A lot of times my hair is like bald sometimes, you know, that is not the classic look for an African American or Nigerian American, whatever opera singer. Usually it's like, you know, straight hair or something, you know, some like just hair and, you know, I'm just <laughs> different. This is different, you know, yeah. that alone. So, but yeah. I think that's uh, awesome. Yeah. That's like, you're like claiming your space and you're like, I'm not going to conform. Like, I love it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was, was checking oh. out your Instagram and you have one of your latest videos is a cover of Creep by Radiohead. Yes. Well it's, it's so interesting because it's like you kind of are like listening and it's very slowed down. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a slow song anyway, but like it, you've really slowed it down. And like if I hadn't known it was Creep because I saw it written down, yeah. I don't know if I would have guessed until listening for a little while and then being like, oh, like it would have clued in later sort of yes, thing. It was really yes. interesting. Oh, thank I you. love when singers, uh, musicians, whatever, take a song from a genre and make it into a completely different genre. Oh, like that is good. my jam. So. Oh, good. So definitely <laughs> subscribe cool. to my cha my YouTube channel. Yes, like, I am. I'm following yeah. you. Now. Oh, good. You're my audience. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying to see how I can make them better. I'm, you know, I'm not a pianist, alas, mm -hmm. or an arranger, you know, and... I would, you know, I'm so I'm looking for somebody to collaborate with for free, <laughs> but but there's opportunities for revenue down the road, person, if you're listening. So it's not, you know, because I'm not making money right now, but I will be. So, you know, there's opportunities for that. But yeah, like, because I want to make the accompaniments of these songs lush, you know, because <laughs> opera classical music, like these like beautiful accompaniments and you know, and the voice kind of carries over that. And a lot of these songs have that potential. Like, it's funny because, you know, like I did like the, my next video that I put out is uh, a cover of Water by Tila. And this is like, the, she won a Grammy and it's like, not like a <laughs> classical song at all. Um, but I did the cover, you know, and, um, so cool. and then I'm planning to do a song by Jungkook seven and then another song um let's see dance the night by dua lipa it was from the uh oh, yeah, barbie movie you cool. know and it's it's interesting because when i listen to some of this oh the i'm sorry the one coming out this friday is as it was by harry styles so that is coming oh, out this nice. friday yeah yeah cool. um and then the next week is seven by john cook and then dance the night but i was saying that like it's yeah. so interesting i wasn't somebody that listened to like a lot of lyrics of a lot of hit songs. Um, I mean, I kind of listen, but not really. I'm like, woo, woo, leaning for the music and the beat, whatever. But my wife is somebody who listens to lyrics. And so there are other people, you know, maybe somebody listening, maybe you're really into lyrics. But for me, making these songs and transforming them into like classical operatic, like, I'm like, wow, some of these lyrics are really like sad mm -hmm. or like they're just, you know, like melancholy, like as it was, like, you know, it's a pop synth, but the, the lyrics are pretty melancholy, you know? So it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. So, yeah. yeah, yep, yep. How do you choose the songs then that you cover? Um, honestly, right now, because I chose Creep because I loved, I love Creep. I love it, mm -hmm. you know? And I ended up dedicating it to a friend of mine 
who in college introduced me to Radiohead. She was like yes. Radiohead stan. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm almost afraid to send this to her. <laughs> like, what if she like it, you know, but she, she thanked me and she's like, oh, it's, you know, she was, she was very, she liked it. And she, she hmm. thought it was so sweet that I, cause nice. the dedication is in my YouTube description of the video. Oh, but anyway, I actually read yeah. the description to be honest with you. I just watched the video. Yeah. Which but. really, yeah. But it's like dedicated to my friend, Corinne. So thank you, Corinne. <laughs> so that's, I chose Corinne because I loved it, but I have, you know, some mentors that I work with, you know, who really know YouTube and my plan is to really grow my channel. Um, yeah. Because in addition to the singing, there's other things I want to talk about, you know, and we'll go a li little bit into some of that, you know, about mental health, about, you know, all the stuff, self-love yeah. and stuff like that. But I know that I want to have an audience first. And I also want people to enjoy the music. I think like I have a lot to offer musically and I think, one of my pet little things I've always wanted to do is help make opera classical music more accessible. So hopefully mm -hmm. hearing somebody with a classical voice, classical style voice, singing these very, very, very known hit songs, mm. well-known hit songs or popular songs will be like, Oh, hmm, okay. Let me, let me give some opera classical voice or classical music a chance, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. So I pick, so now I'm picking songs that are, very, very well known. I literally mm. go to the top 40 charts, you know, mm. and then I look for songs and then I listen to see if I like them, or I feel connected because that's the thing. It can't just be popular. It has to be, I feel connected to it. And then me slowing it down won't just be completely weird, you know? Yeah. So that's how I end up deciding. And then I also might do it based on artists, you know, like with Tila and doing water, she's, you know, she's South African and I really wanted to do somebody black, you know, for, you know, we're in black history month in the U S. Um, and I also, I just would want, I want to feature more black, black artists in general. And then with doing a Jungkook song, like, first of all, it's like, it's just super cool. It's a, it's a great song, you know? And honestly, I'm trying to tap into some of his following. Wow. <laughs> like, oh my God, let me just be honest. I was like, you know, maybe it's too honest, but I'm like, wow, you know? And there are people like, so a lot of people like, there's this whole thing with Korean, so K-pop, K-drama, right? It's a yeah. whole thing. It's a whole, whole thing. thing. How? And I also heard like a friend of mine who's really into Korea in general, not just, you know, Cape. I think like I, I told her like, and she said other people told her this, that like she had a past life as a Korean, obviously, because, <laughs> um, but anyway, she was telling me that a lot of Nigerians are really into K-drama and into Korea. And I was like, what? But I looked on Instagram huh. there, there are literally a couple of, at least a couple, I'm sure there are more of Nigerian women who live in Nigeria, who are teaching Korean. And they learn yeah. Korean just by picking it up, you know? So it's oh. like, you know, and then K-drama is a thing. So I was like, wow, you know, so it's, it's really cool. So I kind of like want to get into that intersection and it's also mm -hmm. a fun song and it's, it will be, it'll be nice slowed down. So, so yeah, so I pick mm -hmm. it, you know, sometimes based on the artist and stuff like based on the artist as well. And then finding a song that works that I like and also that has an accompaniment that will work right now because I'm using backing tracks and apps yeah um, mm -hmm. that's a whole thing oh my god it's <laughs> a mm. whole thing yeah mm -hmm. I can imagine yeah but, so uh, what's like the production you know time and effort and everything that goes into 
one video and i should point out like just looking at the you know the thumbnails here on your page some of them you're in costumes some of them you're just like singing but others yeah. you're in costumes so there's even more that goes into it so how what's the production process like oh my goodness so <laughs> You are talking to a multipod who also has ADHD. <laughs> okay. So I would love to give you some. Oh, beautiful like so process. many of us. Yes. Some oh, beautiful process. Yeah. Thank you, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know. Is it multipod? Is it ADHD? Is it both? I know, right? Know, it's like, like the constant question. Exactly. exactly. <sighs> so, um, I would love to be like, oh, my process is this, and then I do this. And like, it's just like, it just comes I, together. I, it comes together and literally <laughs> one of those, you know, one of those videos, because I also do funny singing videos, but right now I'm focusing just on the covers for now, but I have some funny singing videos that I created that I need to edit. And so, yes, the, the costume, the makeup, the, you know, um, yeah. I created this character that I call Chinwei, the queen of self-appreciation, you know, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she does uh, raunchy, like raunchy rap lyrics and she does stuff with them you know so the f the first video i posted was a vocal warm-up using from taking lyrics from wop wet ass pussy <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah so so i'm literally warming up on the phrase wet ass pussy you know and there's some <laughs> whores in this house so that was fun you know that sounds um, fun especially yeah. with the like oh i just found her um yes on your Instagram. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I love the wig. Yes. Oh, I, I found the actual video you're just talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Isn't exactly. that fun? Isn't you that fun? Yeah, I know. Exactly. I love, I, I love it. It was so much fun to do that. So, but that night, back to Ted's question, it took like, I remember like, first of all, it took like two days to like kind of prepare, you know, hmm. like where, like where I'm going to film in the house, you know, my setup which was like messy because my ring light is not great. <laughs> like it just took a couple of days. And then my cousin was very kind. And, and then of course I had to like get the dress, the wig from, you know, Amazon. Thank you, Amazon. And oh my, um, my cousin was very kind enough to come over and uh, help with my makeup. And another friend of mine was like, you should put eye, white eyeliner for your white wig. And before that, I had to like, let me see if I can find it at CVS. So all of that, it finally came together. She did my makeup around seven. But by the time I like got ready, dealt with my dogs, because I also, they had to go out. So I had full makeup on to take my dogs out, you know, mm -hmm. and set up and procrastinated and got distracted <laughs> with all the things I did. <laughs> and worked on something oh, else and do it yeah i totally can relate yes and i was singing literally at four in the morning yeah oh, wow yeah dang yeah. my wife and our dogs had just gone to bed and i was just like ah, thank god we have a home i'm so grateful we had a home and not an apartment building but that's <laughs> why i was like i need to because i also had to learn another song because i was like I'm dressed up. I did, you know, I need to make this work. So that's mm. the thing like batching, you know, mm. if I have makeup on, if I have, you know, a whole regalia on, I'm, I, I'm like, I got to record more than one video. I was so gonna I, say. And, yeah. yeah. So I did several videos. So that was nice. great. But now, now I you edit them. For the future that you can like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The <laughs> classical opera classical covers are a lot easier to do for that 
is just <laughs> learn the song, which takes, you know, select the song, learn the song. The way I'm learning music now, like in my classical music training, there was a lot of focus on sheet music mm -hmm. and using sheet music and counting rhythms. And that's not my strong suit. It's just not like it, it's not. And I for years, I think I felt shame about that, you know, because um, mm. I came into this later in life. And and even though I had some piano when I was a kid, but not like it, I stopped. So mm -hmm. I didn't you know, there's a lot of piano theory and all this stuff that I don't know, blah, blah, blah. So there was a lot of emphasis on sheet music and rhythms and and, you know, finding your entrance. However, mm. my ear is really strong you know, and mm -hmm. memorizing music is pretty easy for me as long as I'm using, like listening to the melody and stuff like that. Mm. But I didn't use the strength. And I'm so grateful, like when I finally, finally, after many, many voice teachers found the, the, the voice teacher that really, really works for me. And I still, you know, she's still my mm. voice teacher. She was like, oh yeah, I just, I listened to the song. I learned by ear. And I was like, oh, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. I almost like, she had to give me permission, you know, mm -hmm. and um, so now I just learn my ear. I listen to the songs, you know, I try not to sing along. I just try to listen lyrics, you know, <laughs> and um, play with it, try it out, sing it, you know, and then eventually I'm ready to record, you know, record it. My recording right now is very simple. It's um just on my phone. I know there's so much I can do, like <laughs> mixing and mastering and like matching the audio and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm not gonna <laughs> be doing that. Somebody's gonna do that. I could hire somebody. <laughs> yeah. But let like let me get some income first. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah. So because I'm doing this full time now. Um wow. yeah, I just got to a place where after a mental breakdown, I was like, I'm not doing things the way everybody has told me to do it. I'm going to do it my way, you know, and I'm not yeah. going to go get a day job and do my stuff on the side. That's what I've been trying to do for years. Hmm. And I kept, it, it would work for a little bit, then I would crash. It would work for a little bit because I, I didn't know I'm late diagnosed ADHD. Well, a question actually popped into my head as you were talking. Um, and it's totally a little bit out of left field, but you were saying, so you've got, you're doing the opera thing and then you're also... And you were talking about how like you're not falling into the typical, you know, African-American woman's look or whatever. And then also mm -hmm. you're queer. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking like, I don't know if there are like the number or percentage of women who are doing opera are black, but then like also being queer, I bet the funnel really like goes really, really <laughs> narrow. And you add and Nigerian. Was, you add Nigerian. Yeah, right? Like all those yeah. intersectionalities. I was just curious. Oh, yeah. That. Like, you like, know. I'm really not trying to like go for like some kind of prize, but right. you know, I was just like, I, like, yeah, with being black, an immigrant, Nigerian American, queer, um, neurodivergent, you know, mm -hmm. you know, and that's also a disability and the way it is hitting me is as a disability. It was, you know, um, ADHD doesn't always have to feel like a disability, but when it really hit me in 2023, that's, you know, part of my breakdown, like it is, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I was like, cause I would be like, well, I'm all these things, but I, I'm not a person with a disability. It's like, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, yes, you are. So, but the good news. So yeah, it's, it's, um, so it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm like, uh, yeah. And, um, and I'm also in a 12 step program, you know, because I've struggled with addiction. So there's mm. that too. Um, mm. you know, in addict, uh, struggled with, uh, I've, you know, in recovery from food addiction and from alcoholism. So it's like, you know, and I've been clean for like 
14 years, I think. Um, wow. So really grateful for that. So all of that, you know, but the good news is that like now, one, it has helped me be a lot more compassionate to other people, like, because people have certainly and still continue to look down on me because of all this stuff. And I'm so open about it. Um, mm. I'm very open about it. One, that's my nature. And two, I'm clear that as a black person, as a Nigerian person, it's really important to be as open as I can, as I can around my challenges, like my mental health challenges, mm. because there's not enough of those voices. And mm. there's a lot of isolation and people can feel like they're so alone. And so when I had my mental breakdown, I went into treatment. I went into a partial hospitalization program. I resigned from my job. Hopefully my last day job, but I didn't qualify for short-term disability because I hadn't been there long enough. Mm. And, you know, my wife, you know, she has a job and she could cover some of it, but, you know, we needed help, you know? So after I was feeling better, like I was in a partial hospitalization program and I also did a intensive outpatient program. These are all day programs, but, you know, five days a mm -hmm. week. Yeah. full day and half day <laughs> but you know in the course of that i started to feel better it was so helpful i had already had a psychiatrist and I, like i said i was already in a 12-step program and you know meditating there's a lot you know it's a very spiritual path so i was already doing all that but i needed more help you know i needed more help and a higher level of care so after that i you know as i continue to do then i start to feel better i set up a gofundme and in that gofundme i was very open about what was going on partially because i'm asking people for money like i need to tell them what's going on not like hey i'm mm -hmm. cute give me money you know yeah um, yeah uh, for, for that you start an only fans exactly <laughs> <laughs> don't think i haven't thought about it <laughs> um so there's that that reason and the other reason was what i just shared about being you know really open so it's a way of, i can talk about mental mental health because what really saved me in all of this was practicing self-love self-compassion and self-love. There's this awesome book, and it's been around a long time, by Kristen Neff. She's, I think, oh, a I've psychologist. Heard of her. Yeah, it's called Self-Compassion. And she has other books, like her, but her OG book was Self-Compassion. And I got the audiobook, and it's so helpful. It's been so helpful. And it's been really life-changing. And then I continued on my spiritual path, and I had a spiritual awakening, which is also life-changing. So yeah, so I was talking about, I talked a lot about the mental health stuff, the self-love and, you know, and I hope to bring that back to my YouTube channel. There's still some stuff on there. There's some self-appreciation stuff. But right now I was like, focus on one thing because the way my channel, YouTube channel was before, my YouTube description, I was like, I don't even understand my own description. There's <laughs> too yeah. much going on. So I was like, one mm. thing, you know, and yeah. then expand. One thing. Oh, expand. that's the plight of the multipod. Yes, yes. Like, how do we sum this up? And yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> right, mm -hmm. right. Did you find that also your, um, I'm not sure how this worked in the timeline of things, but your music and your singing like really helped with that whole mental health process as well? I would imagine that it would, but I don't know. So it was interesting because if anybody listening to this has ever trained as a classical singer, you'll know what I'm about to say. Training as a classical opera singer was it's also its own trauma. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And not just singer, musician, I think any, you know, but there's something about singing because it's one thing to be like, oh, play this note and we can see that there's a piano. Mm. I'm the instrument and 
people, you know, we're all, nobody's perfect. And voice teachers, like school, music school administrators, whoever, professors, you know, they're human and they can be mean and not even mm. trying to be mean, but trying to help, but then be mean. And I'm somebody who is yeah. sensitive by nature, <laughs> intuitive, sensitive, you know, which is great. I need those sensibilities as an artist, but it's like, ah, mm. ah, ah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, so there, that was his own trauma. So I actually stopped singing. I put down singing in like 2021. So you're back to your statement, Vanessa, singing. When I say I put down singing, I mean, I put down singing for other people. I'm still oh, like singing to okay. myself. And, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, there were moments where I just stopped singing altogether, together, even to myself, but that did not last long. You know, singing mm. to myself, singing in the house, driving my wife nuts, you know, driving my mm. dog nuts because she <laughs> barks when I sing, but I don't know whether she's trying to oh join me or she's like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> There are a few videos of there's a or she's like, what least, are you doing? Exactly. There are a couple of videos of me singing and her be like, we're like, rrr, rrr. like she tries and then she. Barks. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. My husband's a singer too, and he plays yes. guitar. And sometimes if he busts the guitar out, our dog is like, "What is this? <laughs> what is this? What kind yeah. of music does he sing?" Uh, mostly just like singer songwriter stuff. He writes oh, his nice. own songs. And before we had nice. our baby, um, he was going to open mics a lot. So oh. now that the baby's huh. turning one on Saturday and getting a little older. And, uh -huh. Thanks. We made it through the first year. Yay! Um, yeah, we'd like to start going to the open mics again because it's really fun. Oh yeah, fun that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, share anyway. his Instagram because I'll follow him or whatever. Uh, he doesn't media. post much on there. Where is he on? Is he on anything? He's on Instagram, but mm -hmm. not really much for music. But anyway, that's a whole other story. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, but happy to follow, happy to support. You know, I, cool. I know yeah. how it is when you're trying to get your name out there. So yeah, you know, so I stopped singing, but yes, eventually I've been able to come back and even better than ever, better than ever. Mm. So I'm grateful I took that time off and it's and all- you took that time to do it just for yourself for a little exactly, while. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Really, you know, something my, my voice teacher, current voice teacher has said, to, said, you know, she said a while ago, but I still remember like she said that, and this is really important for me to say because it it's really applies to my entire life. She said that, you know, she takes the information, you know, maybe from a teacher, from a blah, 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 the feedback, but she filters it through, and these are my words or whatever, you know, but she filters it through, through her own, like, relationship with her own voice, you know, mm -hmm. to see if it works. She tries it on and she doesn't just like, you know, and for me, all my life, I was always looking for somebody to tell me what to do. And mm. given my culture, my family, and with being a woman, it's a pretty patriarchal culture in Nigeria and here to, us, to some mm -hmm. extent, very much so. <laughs> um, no offense, Ted. Um, yeah, um, nah, Ted isn't the type that would take offense to that. He's I the type that would wasn't. be like, yeah. Yeah, I figured he wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, like I was looking, you know, for someone to tell me, you know, what to do. And I, and I got the message that, you know, what you want doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter you know you're hmm. not enough as you are so that's how i lived and even when i was doing other things in college blah 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 still looking for that external approval and validation and not understanding that i needed to go within and listen to what the voice was telling me or the the sense that same sense that said i don't want to be a lawyer like you know i knew hmm. i didn't really even know what a lawyer was and so with my singing same thing, looking, 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 looking. 
so now the way I live my life is the spiritual awakening was really about that idea. Like we are all, all one, we're all, we are all one. We are all God or higher power, whatever you want to call it. And I need to listen to my inner voice, which is God. So there's nobody else that's going to, it's all me, you know, it's all me. It's all us. You know, it's all me. It doesn't mean I can't take suggestions, but if they don't, it doesn't resonate with what I feel on the inside, then I got to let it go. And I was already coming to that already with practicing self-love and self-compassion. I was already there actually, but having that spiritual peace for me was really important. So whether it's like spiritual or just like around like the mental health stuff, for me, it's like I was not giving from a full cup. So mm -hmm. no wonder I struggled with giving, you know, and then well, yeah, you, you know, change. if it's empty, exactly. How do you give exactly. from it? Yeah. How do you I, give? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I, can I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Some people like they just push through and, but I tried and then I tried and crashed here and there, but I was, and then that breakdown in June, it was like done. So I'm choosing to listen. Well, there's um, this idea that there is um, like autistic burnout, mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. ADHD and autism are sometimes so, so similar. Yes. And I was working with an ADHD coach when I got my late in life mm -hmm. diagnosis, mm -hmm. and she's autistic as well. And she was telling me about autistic burnout. She's like, you don't have to be autistic, though. Like any kind of neurodivergent, mm -hmm. we often have that same sort of burnout experience. And I, same thing would burn out and then I'd kind of rise from the ashes for a little bit and then I'd burn out and then I'd rise from the ashes for a little bit. And so that's been a, a journey hmm. for me the past few years as well as trying to figure out how to not get to the burnout point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a thing. It's a thing, mm -hmm. it's a thing. Yeah. yeah, that was me, I didn't know, yeah. And Chi Chi, earlier when you were saying, is this ADHD or is this multi-potentiality? Multi like that's like the, the question I'm constantly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, am I even a multipod? Like, am I? You but know, does it even like, matter? Does it even? Yeah, like, exactly. Mm -hmm. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't. Because labels are just labels. It's just yeah. like, you know, my life. You know, is yeah. my life. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So, and also, you know, and then the other thing I will say about being somebody with that intersectionality of being, you know, black, African American, Nigerian American with ADHD, <laughs> neurodivergence, it's, you know, important for me to talk about it, you know, because mm -hmm. not enough voices. So all these things are all important to talk about, you know, mm -hmm. um, and even the, the fact to let people know Nigerians do opera, you know, like I, one of my Instagram pages that I own is, uh, like, I, is Af that I manage, you know, is Africans in opera. And I created that page, you know, mm -hmm. because they're kind of, you know, a lot of people in Africa doing, you know, studying and doing stuff. And I'm not doing a great job in like posting and reposting, <laughs> but at least it exists and has some followers, you know. So, yeah, Africans in opera, you know, on Instagram cool. and Facebook and people are doing some great stuff. So it's just like there's a lot, you know, out there. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. I went to a big event not to get too much into this, but here in Alberta, they've announced they're doing some not so great, in my opinion, things where they're really limiting medical resources for like trans mm. youth oh, and things. And no. it's like really, really mm -hmm. disappointing stuff that they're working on. Mm -hmm. And so my husband's in a choir um, mm -hmm. and they got like a whole bunch of choirs to come together and do a concert to sort of like support trans mm -hmm youth especially but just lgbt yeah. people in general too yeah and i'm sitting there and i'm looking around it's like it was like a hundred person choir because i got so many people together and it was so white <laughs> and yeah. i was like 
I love that this is happening, but mm -hmm. like there were the only other people who weren't white were people who looked Asian mm -hmm. and which is great. I mean, I'm happy yes, that anyone was there, but I was like, wow, <laughs> this is like yeah. so white yeah. and it just is too bad. You know, yeah. it, it makes me wonder, like, I don't know. It could also just be that that particular concert, that particular circumstance, that's just the way it was. But it makes me wonder um, if there are, if there's limited access for, you know, black people, Canada, or because I live in Canada or mm -hmm. in the US or wherever that, it's limited for them to access those types of um, mm. art forms, I guess. I don't know, but I just wonder. Well, you know, I don't know, but I, I can say that people, you know, and this is mostly what I've heard and it's all what I've heard, but like I've heard black creators talk about, um, and I don't know whether it's just TikTok creators or YouTube creators or whatever, you know, but I've heard black creators talk about like how, you know, they don't get as much traction. I've heard that too. And, yeah, you know, and these are just people in, who- In anything or is particular in music? No, no. In um, I'm talking about like content creators. Yeah, okay, content. okay. So I'm talking. This is what I've heard from black right. content creators. But I, gotcha. I will also talk about black opera singers. I have a little bit more familiarity with that. Yeah. But black mm -hmm. content creation creators, they've talked about you know people taking their move their dances. This is definitely TikTok. Oh yeah. And like you know, yeah. and then a white person takes it, becomes viral, or becomes right. more viral. You know. And yes. you know, these creators are already really, really high level. Like we're not talking about people with like two followers. These are people totally. who are already like thousands. You know, maybe even millions, a million of followers. But just talk, they talk about that, just not getting access, you know, and I'm now a content creator for YouTube, but my stuff coming up in the arts has been definitely more in person with the singing and performing and, you know, talking about like black opera singers. Yeah. Like not a lot of access, not a lot of access, you know, and it's already kind of seen as a bit of an elite art form. Yes. So mm -hmm. the access already is pretty limited, no matter where you're from. Exactly. Or <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's better, I think, in Europe. You know, now somebody mm -hmm. in Europe, and as an opera singer, might be like, "No, it's not." But I've heard, yeah. as an American, that it's better in Europe. But yeah, like it's it's already a small bucket. You know, yeah. a small like pot, and then you add like all the people and because this is america people from around the world want to come to america and be an opera singer in america and even if they don't live here they still want to travel and you know sing at the met like who doesn't want to sing at the met you know totally. so you have that and then if you add the woman piece like it's just our voices are just more common quote unquote so you have way more sopranos especially if you're a soprano mm. like if you're mm. well no i should say the soprano voice is, is more common in women, like if you're a contralto, mm -hmm. oh yeah, you have like, you know, um, <laughs> but the mezzo, which is like a mid soprano voice and then a soprano, like they're pretty common. So it's a lot of competition and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And men definitely have a lot of, you know, or male identifying people definitely have, have that too. Um, but if your voice is a little unique, like you're like a counter tenor or like that can help and stuff like that. But it is what it is. Super you know? competitive, yeah. Yes. Are you a soprano? I'm a soprano, you know, and um, I'm like a lyric soprano. So I, my voice is not super unique in the opera world. You know, I have some stuff like I have some heft in my voice. There's maybe some, you know, lyric dramatic maybe, but it's not like one of these, like, you know, show superstar, <laughs> you know, like voices. Yeah. Like my voice is beautiful. It's amazing. <laughs> so there's that too. But, but for me, like I ended up not pursuing an operatic path because I went to school to get the degree at 30 and like mm -hmm. one of the big competitions, the Metropolitan Opera 
competition, you age out at 30 because that's another oh issue. Gosh. The ageism. Yeah. Oh, the ageism is huge. It's huge. <laughs> and so there's that. And I was really creative in how I was doing stuff. And that worked with me anyway. But it took years, like until fairly recently realized, oh, I'm not even like that kind of opera singer. Like I want to do <laughs> pop music and I want to do like fun stuff. And I want to be a comedic character. Like I'm not somebody who I thought yeah. I wanted that whole classical Met life, you know, and it was never handed to me, but I'm grateful. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't have that kind of voice where like, you know, people are like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know? Cause I would have been like, yes, yes, yes. You want me, you know, like, you know, but no, um, people would be like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like nobody ever said you're too old, but definitely like hints. Oh, you haven't, you've, uh, mm, 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 mm. you're only starting oh, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And mm. then, you know, and then also I would like burn out and think I wasn't good enough. And so there was a lot of stuff holding me back, mm, but yeah. I realized it was because it wasn't for me. I actually held mm. myself back, but I didn't know. Um, yeah. I have enough of a voice to have some kind of a career in music, but yeah. now mm. I'm so grateful because now I found what it is I want to be doing on That's YouTube. Great. But you know, I'll take it on offline and perform in person here and there and travel, but mm. you got to pay me. I'm not leaving my hmm. house. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you got to pay 100%. me something. Hell no, I love being home, you know, so you got to make it work my wife. <laughs> so. It's like that whole thing with artists, like, you know, we always expect them to do work for free. You know, yes, like, yes. Mm -hmm. A lot of classical, like, you know. Um, I'm sure it's huge. the same in music. Oh, yeah. And it's huge in classical music. Huge, yeah. you know. And mm -hmm. another thing, you know, that I've, I've come to, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm yeah. not doing it. I, I, I'm not doing it. So, um, so yeah. can you parlay, I mean, eventually the YouTube channel into, uh, yeah, more live performances, mm -hmm. hopefully tours, have an agent maybe, things like that? Um, I think like, I don't know how much touring I would want to do. We'll see, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but yeah, people have certainly done that. You know, there's definitely, it's amazing the reach you have, you can have with YouTube, YouTube, like a huge marketing thing. It's great. Mm -hmm. You know, it's tough, but eventually you do gain traction and then things really can snowball. So I definitely would want to parlay it into live performances you know, minimal touring, but sure, here and there, I'll travel for a gig here and there, but I'm careful about protecting my energy. You know, yeah. that's huge, protecting my energy because success can be its own hmm. curse. But for now, you know, that's not an issue. I mean, I will be traveling, but not to sing, not to sing right now. Right now, I'm just gonna be focusing on putting the videos out, growing my audience. You know, I'm already a YouTube partner, which means I make money from ads. And oh, you know, right. the more views I have, the more money I make. So growing my views, growing my subscribers, and then I can start reaching out to brands. I recently mm -hmm. got an offer from a startup that is working on helping YouTube creators and also like investors. So I was offered <laughs> a two-year mentorship. The name of the startup is Creator DAO, D-A-O. So Creator D-A-O. And the founder is like YouTuber that I did his course years ago. And then I stayed on his email list and I didn't really do much with his course. It wasn't like the course was great. I just didn't do much with it, but <laughs> I stayed on his email list. And then I saw something about a boot camp last year in October, right when I was like feeling better, ready to kind of like go, go forward on this YouTube, YouTube thing. And I was like, the universe, it's God, ah, it's God telling me, you know? So I did the boot camp, graduated. The, the requirement was to do four videos in the eight weeks minimum. 
to apply for mentorship. And I applied and I was offered a two-year mentorship and they're going to pay me mm -hmm. a bit of money and uh, we'll do a revenue share and stuff like that. So it's very exciting. Very exciting. So cool. Yes. I'm waiting to sign the contract because, hey, my law degree helped because they sent me the contract. <laughs> they gave me this offer in January 14th and I sent okay. him like my final thing, which is I hope my final because in like yesterday. And yes, it was February 14th. I was yeah. hoping to sign yeah, it yesterday, but it, you know, so my point is like, cause I, I basically, I read that contract word from word and I basically like did a lot. So anyway, mm. that law degree, very helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. I'm sure it comes up yeah. as being helpful yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we could keep going and talk about all kinds of other things, yeah, right? Really, we're we're going to have you back on the show. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I'd love to see in a few months kind of thing where you're at, where the channel's at. Please. YouTube lessons learned and things like that. I would love you know, that. So we'll check in that. again. Um, yeah. Thanks very much for being here. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put all the links in the notes and yes. everybody. Yes. You can find Chi Chi. It's e she's easy to find uh, through the Puttyverse and mm -hmm. your profile's got all the links and stuff too. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Ooh, we'll see you some huddles and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. events. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I, I want to do more of those. I haven't been doing. Yeah. Cause I, I, yeah. So yes, I, you will mm -hmm. see me there. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this find me Puttyverse on Instagram, YouTube. It's basically at Chi Chi Anu. I'm on TikTok too. At Chi Chi Anu. Mm -hmm. I'm on LinkedIn. At <laughs> Chi Chi Anu. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, yeah. On oh, Facebook. Chi Chi Anu 19. So yeah. Awesome. I'll send you all the links nice. to post. This was awesome. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, it was so much. great to meet you and hear your story. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks very much.